0: Benfica Podcast is one of the founding members of Benfica Independent. Benfica Independent is an independent platform made by fans for fans. And in it, you can find opinion articles, podcasts, including ours truly, and also modalidades, if you will. We're also on Patreon, patreon patreon.com backslash Benfica Independent, uh, where you can get merch. You can sign to get exclusive content and share your Benficaism.
1: Que a é uma
2: religião muito grande. E tudo,
1: tudo. Que é uma religião muito grande. culto. é frio, paixão Eu não o que é ser Benfica. Eu sinto que Faz paixão e as
2: paixões são assim, vivem-se assim, pensamento não há nenhuma razão. É paixão, paixão, paixão. Ser Benfica até Ladies and gentlemen, bem-vindos. Welcome to another edition the Benfica Podcast. I am your honorary host, Christian Oliveira, and we're doing a little bit different, things a little bit different today. We dimmed the lights. We're getting sexy up in here today, baby. <laughs> my partner in crime, and I'm not going to kiss you even though it's getting sexy. I wasn't told you, but to my left, Alfred Fumas is the capitão, the guy that got this party all started. Welcome to your Benfica Podcast. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Dave, my primo up north in in, in in nice and peaceful Canada. How are you doing today, my friend?
1: I'm doing great. Why, uh, why are we switching up the uh, hosting duties? Something uh, happened, something I missed uh, going on here?
2: Capitão, you want to answer that?
0: No, I just didn't feel like doing it today. <laughs>
1: I think is,
2: um he he's got his boxing gloves on today, Dave. He wants to get back mm-hmm. at you from last week. No boxing gloves. No, no boxing gloves. I think that
0: uh, Cristiano and I did, did something this afternoon. Uh, they'll be out uh, in the Benfica Independent Platform. We interviewed the former uh, Benfica player. You'll have to uh, find out when it comes out. We're not going to reveal it, but How I got to be honest.
2: Patreon, yo, $50 a hit. <laughs> right? Is that what like, No, not like
0: that. No, I got to be honest. I'm uh, I'm buzzing from the, the conversation. It was a nice conversation um, with the player. In English, obviously. Yes. And it was good. I'm buzzing. So I've already done a little bit of hosting this afternoon. So now it's Cristiano's turn.
1: Well, Dave, you want to host? I, I thought it was because uh, Tarap had such a great game that uh, we had to put Alfredo on, on mute for the, uh, the whole podcast. <laughs> well, time. we're
2: going to get to that. We're going to get into good that. Call, First dude. of all, I want to say what's up to all the Freddies right now. Carlos Amaro is the only one that showed up so far. Everybody else is a little shy because maybe they're, you know, afraid of. Having to praise the Delta Rop, So I'll wait until that to, to, you know, to mention that a little bit later on in the podcast. But today we're going to recap Boavista Benfica. We're going to recap a couple of performances for some of our players. Obviously, some guys had better performances than others, but we'll get into that. We're going to talk a little bit about Benfica hosting Ajax at Style the Luz in a phenomenal Champions League matchup. I know everyone is buzzing for that. And then I don't even know who the hell we play after that. Who do we play in the, in the Liga?
1: Guimaraes. Guimaraes.
2: Guimaraes. We play Guimaraes. They're not having a spectacular season. Pepa, the guy that came in at the beginning of the season was... was uh Oh, there it is, the preview. The guy that, <laughs> that at the beginning of the season, many were clamoring and you know hoping that he'd be the next Benfica manager. Has not had the best of run in Guimaraes. But we'll get into that a little bit later on. But for now... Without further ado, let's kick off Boa Vista Benfica. I'm going to do the, the normal that our capitão here likes to do on a podcast. We're like you do. Starting 11, Vlaco Dimos in goal. Lázaro, Otamendi, Vertonghen, Grimaldo in the back. Viggo, Terapt in the middle. Rafa on the right, Everton on the left. And Darwin in the great Pistoleiro, Gonzalo Ramos up top. Pistoleiro Jr.? We'll, we'll call him a, a junior for now. Or wannabe. So... Game at the end of the day, not the most positive result. Things started off well. Give us your thoughts of Benfica. Before we get into the you know into the messy stuff, let's talk about the positive stuff. Because I am hosting and I'm Carlos is in the chat. And maybe I'm you know, I might be positive, Cristiano, due to the fact that I don't really have to give my opinion. I just ask questions. So maybe I'll bring out the positivity. Let's keep it positive. Alfredo, thoughts on Benfica's first 45 minutes.
0: Um good. Okay. it was. Too bad it, was, oh, it, was <laughs> <laughs> it was good. Too bad it was only, only 45 minutes, uh, two nothing. Uh, a couple chances created, some good stuff. Um, two goals called offside by the VAR, which is why the VAR is uh, is
2: there. Um, and then that know, was man. it. You you think they were offsides? That, that I, they should let that go just because of that <laughs> play in the middle. I mean, I, you know. I just I, I think yeah, the benefit of the, benefit of the doubt because of the touch. <laughs> Uh, that there was, I mean, look, credit to him. He he did what he does best, which we all know. When he gets the ball, gets behind, it starts running, takes it up field, has great vision. But nonetheless, it didn't count for nothing. So, uh, Dave, your thoughts on the first half? I mean, Alfredo.
1: Alfredo I mean, summed it up Alfredo's with bummed. with good, with 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 good. I think I should add a little bit more words to there. Yeah. The, <laughs> the the thing with this team is we know that they can't put two halves together, right? So if we had the, uh, the good half in the first 45, um, the second half was the opposite of, uh, of good and uh, was shit. If we want to uh, keep it nice and uh, friendly on this, this podcast, but uh, yeah, fantastic. First half, only two goals to show for it. but really in the Portuguese league, uh, against these Monkuj, two goals should be more than uh, enough to get you three points. But uh that wasn't the uh, the case on uh Friday afternoon. Uh, afternoon.
2: Just to, to, to remind everyone, because this game was on Friday, and I, I mean, thanks to these notes, I completely... I, the only thing I remember is that opt. Everything else has been, a, you know, like just fuzzy. But to remind everyone, Benfica took the lead in the 21st minute. Adel delta opt. Shot outside the box. Nice build-up play by Benfica. That I caught everybody going one way, went back the opposite. It was kind of reminding me of one of those tennis plays, you know, where the guys run the other way, you hit it back, and kind of catch everyone off guard. Um, so credit to them, and you know, fantastic play at least I thought in that buildup. And then a few minutes later, the thirtieth minute, Grimaldu follows up the play, gets to a rebound, gives fika a nice comfortable two to nothing lead. Benfica is playing relatively well. You think they're on their way, and then what happened, Alfredo?
0: Yeah. It, no, because uh, the two nothing result is always a result that's a uh, result, ¿no? that that's it, very false. dangerous. Gives
2: you that false confidence.
0: Yeah, because if you allow one, then you know you allow the other team to come at you with with some momentum if they're able to claw one. So it was dangerous. But the reason why I say there was a good first half and it was the only half really is because anytime you go into the locker room winning. Two nothing, and you had two goals called against you. You, you have to look at the balance of the, sec- of the first half as as a positive one. The second half, I don't know. I think that uh, maybe some of the guys got on the bus and came back to to Lisbon to rest for the Ajax game. And uh, I really, I really don't know what happened. But this was something that we were talking about in the run up last week that I mentioned. Do you think that because? Boavista had such a great outing um, against us, and they were the better team on the Tasa test, de test Liga semifinal. If you feel that they would come into a, this game with a chip on their shoulder, and I think that yes, I think that Boavista give continuation to what they did in that semifinal, which you know they lost, and was it a PKs that uh, Benfica won that uh-huh. game? Exactly. Um, so it, it, maybe they felt that they were they had been hard done. Uh, and so the second half basically it was all it was all Bovista and, and Cristiano and I were, were watching the the highlights uh, and we we're and I was telling Cristiano Benfica ma- makes a lot of these scrub players look like like world beaters.
2: You know the one thing that's mind-boggling. We talk about this for years now on this Benfica podcast, in particular, which is going back to Rui Vitória, then to Brunelage, then the it is what it is. The first. The first, uh you know uh, appearance, uh, by Verissimo and then even with JJ, and now back to the second, you know, uh, Volta, what is what it is, which is Benfica. For long stretches of the season, they they played you know pretty good first halves, and then they would go into. You know, the halftime show, whatever the hell it is, whatever they were watching or whatever the hell they do in there. And once they come back out for the second, it's a totally different team. And this has been going on, guys, for a very long time. As I mentioned, this goes back to Rivetorio days. And it just seems like other teams been, were able to make the adjustments, the proper adjustments. While Benfica, I, I don't know, maybe they're watching Snoop Dogg videos. I don't know what it is that they do at halftime, but it doesn't translate to the second half. They can't continue the, the You know, that, that domination or they can't continue that good play into the second half. And I don't understand why. Do you guys think this is mental? Do you think it's coaching? you think it's just ingrained in this team now? Dave, uh, how do you fix this?
1: It's got to be mental because like you've listed off the coaches that have gone through the same issue Vitoria when we, when this first started we thought it was a Vitoria issue but we're now on our what fourth coach and this is still seems to be a, an issue i don't know if they got to bring a priest a rabbi or um or a shrink in there in the locker room but uh this has been going on since 2017 i want to say maybe even early 2016 whenever Vitoria's first season uh was there but i think it's it's definitely mental uh, now, and it's not a it, it is a coaching issue because whoever the coaches can't can't seem to get these players to uh, put in a full 90 minutes. But I think it is still a, a majority of a mental uh, issue with this team here.
2: Well, but if he goes into the half leading two 0 at the Bessa, they come out and Boa gets on him right away. Right in the first I think the first opportunity they had to come on goal. Vlako had to make a save. Uh, a real good scoring opportunity by Boavice, and It was just—it was—it was a warning sign. It was. It was a warning sign. I mean, I was just going to piggyback on what I asked. I mean, this is
1: because
2: I can't really translate into anything else. It's just week after week. These teams seem ready to play. I think Alfredo. Before I pass you the ball, these teams have lost the respect, that fear. I think that's what it comes down to because we knew in, in, in years past that Benfica had the ability to smash any opposition, had the ability to control a game, and they just can't do that no more. You mentioned the Tasa the, the Tasa de Cerveja sem, uh, semi-final appearance where they dominated Benfica in that second half. They dominated. I think they had a lot of confidence off of that game. Going into this game, understood that they were down at the halftime, but in the second half, they knew about We did it before. We could do it again. I think that there's just no fear in what Benfica – has to show or brings today on the field from the
0: fourth position all the way down to the 18th position there's no team that fears mefica you you hit the the nail on the head uh, any team knows that they if they play nice and compact they could frustrate Benfica, and the frustration will lead to anxiety that anxiety will lead to lack of focus um, and I think that th- teams then take advantage of that lack of focus, that, that anxiety of, of wanting to do well, of wanting to score. And I think that teams know that too well, um, Befika doesn't scare anyone these days. And it's just, um, it, it's a shame. Uh, if, if it was me, I would make those guys watch the, the Braveheart, uh, Braveheart video, the speech, the gladiator speech. What are they watching? Uh, An episode of Friends, The Simpsons, I don't know, The Seinfeld. What are they watching at halftime? Is the the film that they watch, because no doubt the scouts are putting this together, is the film that they watch something that reassures them that they're doing well to keep doing what you're doing? And even if you see different looks by
2: the other team, don't worry about it. Things have come together. I don't know, but do you guys think this is on the players or on the coaching staff that doesn't have them prepared, or do you think it's a combination of both? I,
0: I think uh, it's a combination of both because if you're a player and you're a professional, you've been in locker rooms all 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 your life. You know what it's like to 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 psych yourself out to play a game, to focus, to get your head in the game. And I think that right now the players lack that. They don't seem invested in this team. And then you have a coach that. Is not your best man manager. He's he's not a Mourinho. He's not a guy that's going to motivate players. That that's going to have players run through walls for him. So it's a combination of, of both. Um, and you have an inept coach, and you have a team that it lacks confidence, and that every little sign of adversity, they'll just put their tails between their legs and
2: and go home. Well, as I mentioned before, Bovis starts off the second half with a real good scoring opportunity. Vlako is was there to prevent that. And Bovies just kept applying, applying, applying the pressure. And then Verissimo goes to the bench, makes substitution. Terapto was completely missing. He was nowhere to be found in the second half. I mean, you guys know I praised the guy in the first half, and I've been praising the guy for a while. But in the second half, he was nowhere to be found. It's as if the team, whatever tactics they – Implemented in the first half, whatever instruction they have from the coaching staff, it was like okay, totally ignore that. Come out to the second half, don't pay attention, just totally, go out there and do whatever the hell you totally want. Ignore
0: that, yeah, just
2: ignore that. You know, it worked to perfection. Let's <laughs> ignore, it. let's try something else, guys. Um, and, and every time that Verrism, I think this is one of the criticism that I think we could all agree on, since he's taken over here the second half, you know, the, the, the second time at Benfica uh, for the the, the departed uh, George Jesus, which is every time he goes to the bench, it seems that the team gets worse. Every time he touches the team, it's as if the guys that come in don't add anything. If anything, they subtract. So a minute later, Bovista gets one back. It's two to one. Beautiful finish with the left foot uh, near post. Flacco you know, nothing he could do about it. But the one thing, if you guys go back and look at that one play, and I'm afraid you and I looked at it multiple times. I I forget the guy's name, but he has the ball on the right side. He's in between three Benfica players. He's able to one-two off a guy, he back heels it, steps over, really, you know, drags it back, whatever. It's like a back heel, want to be back heel. He one times, he one times in a near post. It's two to one. Big play. No one tracked that player. No one's paying attention to these details. The one thing that we've all been told over the years, right? Even when Bruno Lage, when Vrissim was his assistant, was oh, this guy's he's the 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 set piece specialist because he, you know, he hammers down all the details, but yet. When you see his teams play, nobody's paying attention to details because everyone's able to run and do whatever the hell they want on their own while everybody looks at one another. And so now things are tight. It's the 74th minute. Okay, still two to one. You think Bifika now is going to wake up? They absolutely do not. And so, within with about 15 minutes to go, Boavista pulls one back. And then, before you know it, off of a throw in, still napping in the back. Credit to Boavista for having the wherewithal to, yo, let's get on this quick. Let's catch Benfica napping. And they did. They scored. They leveled the game. It's 2-2 two to two. in a 10-minute spurt. It's 2-2. Two two. Benfica is done. And it's like the lights went off at halftime. They never went on. Not the 2-1, to one, not the 2-2. Two to two. And this is just, as a Benfiquista as all of us here, at the Freddies, you guys, it's sad, man. It's, it's heartbreaking to watch this team. And so do you think that these players have given up?
0: Yeah. I would say so. I, w- I would say that there's uh, a- a- there's no fire. There's no fire. There's no motivation. There's no drive for these players. I mean, as, uh, as Boris was saying that uh, after the shit show, Grimaldo was on, on Twitter uh, publicizing some NFTs. Um, and then a couple of days later, Lazaro is doing the same thing. And I understand these are, these are our contractual obligations. But fuck, man. What, what timing? What, what kind of what kind of timing is that right after the game? It's almost like you're on your on a bus trip home from Porto and you're tweeting these things. I mean, if, if Grimaldo is not doing, if it's the, whatever company runs a social media.
2: What I miss, what I miss.
0: You're, you you're insensitive. No, he was doing that uh, NFT thing, uh, publicizing NFTs, NFT cards yeah, or pictures that's, that, or whatever. that's all marketing, man. That it's stuff, all marketing. It's all pre-scheduled to go out. I understand. But the, the, the people that run a social media have to have be to. sensible to the timing of those posts. And there isn't a the worst post to make than one
2: soon after a loss, because- oh wait, But Grimal did his part. He scored a goal, he contributed, and I <laughs> lost it, he must, post well, that hey, shit, hey, NFT, baby. No, n- not the, fu- what is it? Nothing to, whatever. It's
0: it's yeah. non, uh, Dave, help me out with, uh, with the fungible definition. Fungible
2: token? Non-
0: yeah. Non-fungible token, and this is-
2: No, it's, it's, nada. that's what is it? is, non-functional. No,
0: it, non-f- non-f- no, it's not that functional that you're talking
2: about. Oh, oh, sorry.
0: Functional, functional oh. assumption. I don't understand NFTs. I'm sure some of you guys uh understand what NFTs, but it's it's a fucking joke, man. You gotta be sensitive to the timing of the post. It's awful.
2: Well the Grimal did get a breather in the eighty-seventh minute. So yeah. Gilberto Carlos' who's fresh off of recording his last single. And then Yaram took for, for, for Gonzalo Ramos with three minutes to go as if, like, all right, guys, come on. You got three minutes to give us a lift, and, you know, we're going to pull this one out. It just – it's 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 completely asinine. It seems as if everyone's sleeping. And the biggest gripe that I got with all this um, is – I'll get into that in a second because we still got some notes to talk about this. It's another game that is up 2-0. 2-0, 2-0. And they're able to squander this game. It just – it's – Again, man, I I keep on repeating myself, but when is this crap going to end, guys? I mean, this is week after week. They're not inspired. We, the fans, are not inspired. Credit to the Befikistas for traveling out to Bessa. We know it's not easy to go out there to Porto and show you support, but they did nonetheless. And it's just the, the 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 players' efforts, the coaching staff, none of this is matching our effort off the field. If they matched our efforts and, bro, I, I turned my whole I changed my whole schedule around to make sure I'm free to watch these games. People are traveling down, you know, hours and hours away from their home to watch this mess. And it just seems like we're the only ones that putting in an effort while the club is asleep.
0: Yeah. And apparently Rui came came out to, came again. to the locker room again.
2: <laughs> you, know, you, know, you know how our friend Gigante, he's, he's got the little clipboard of every time there was a, a Luis Livia interview, it's like you already knew what phrases were coming out. Yeah, like the bingo board. The bingo board. I think because it's funny because I was in a group and I, I don't recall now and I forget if you're listening. at I don't know. I don't recall. But I, I remember being in a group and someone saying as the game was still 2-2 two, not even over yet. And. Oh, request the Bible on the audio. It's like you're. It's kind of like that bingo. You know the set phrases that that you're gonna get after these terrible performances. Now, the one thing that annoyed me the most, guys, believe it or not, the one thing that annoyed. Obviously, the two-two, the giving up the two-nothing lead was, was 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 was. You know, pissed me off. But the one thing that annoyed the heck out of me was this bullshit. Okay, that they want to feed us Benfiquistas, and this is the crap that I can't stand. So, comes is, they think we are dumb enough. And there's plenty of you dumb people out there but uh, fortunately for my saying this, I'm dumb in a lot of things but not in this right I don't eat that stuff which is after the game after another miserable performance Dave after another miserable game they want to come out here and shovel crap right into your mouth right so basically say look I'll I'll I'll, I'll, I'll go on my way okay I'll resign right and then apparently, no, 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 you're the right man. No, bro, you got tall, bro. You're everything. You're the perfect, you're the, the ideal coach for our project, right? And then that's, that's what they, obviously, for him to stay, that's what they must have told him, I'm assuming. And then fast forward from Friday to yesterday, and the line from Verissimo is, well, we're part of the solution. We know what we're doing. So wait a minute.
0: I'm part of the solution.
2: What the, yeah, I'm part of, wait, wait a minute, hold up. Just a couple of days, you, you you put your spot up for, for you know, whatever, like, Get rid of me, and all of a sudden, three days later, you find yourself as part of the solution. What the fuck changed in a couple of days? Excuse my French, but what? You, so just a couple of days you ago, stopped. you thought you were miserable, and now three you days later, lights. you
1: found the light. Oh, they- the light! <laughs> there we go.
0: <laughs> the lights you, never stop.
1: I'm uh, I'm glad you brought this up, uh, Chris, because I was gonna bring this up. Because really, the coaching change happened. I guess to maybe light a spark under some of these guys, but it's had the exact opposite effect on these guys. If anything, we've got the stats to. I uh, think that
0: I think that, uh, that question has already been asked here. Yeah, Are we we've doing uh, worse under Verissimo than we were under <laughs> JJ. We you know got the funny. stats.
1: We got the stats to show that uh, Benfica's actually been playing worse under Verissimo. But without a you doubt, can, you don't
0: even need stats for that. Jeff. You
1: can you can make the argument that they're treating this as a preseason or whatever you want to uh, do, but. At, at some point, I guess because Braga is still only seven points behind us for that, uh, the third spot here. But <laughs> at what point do we start looking over our shoulder and do we have to make a coaching change out of necessity? At, at what point does it go? to the,
0: Maybe after you get humiliated by Ajax.
2: Macau, um, Macau, Macau. That, that coaching change happens. You guys are way too pessimistic. You You know, you guys need a session with my friend Carlos. That's what you guys need. Listen, Dave. Do um, you see what Carlos is writing? I was already depressed. <laughs> yeah, I was already depressed, and now looking at Alfredo, looking over there, defeated, look, uh, looking completely defeated. I'm about to double my drink. Hey, send one over this way, guys. Um, Dave, you know that old thing. Like that's what that saying, Alfredo. You complete me, bro. You're a guy. I'm booing, You complete these freight. Be careful what you wish for, right? Be careful yep. what you wish because I used to come on here, and you guys know. Look, I got I got it completely wrong. You know what I mean? I was extremely excited when JJ came over to Benfica, made his triumphant return, at least I thought. And then, you know, only to fall flat on his face. But I thought his firing or his release or his amicable departure whatever the hell you want to call it. I thought it made no sense at the time. I thought it was for the wrong reasons. And so I kind of defended him a little bit. Not saying that he should have stayed, but I defended the way he was treated, the way that that things were done at the time. But I used to come here. Right. And it goes back to the be careful what you wish for. And I used to. Just, you know, with a smirk. Hey, Alfredo, like, yeah, digging it in. Hey, Alfredo, so is Benfica playing worse now or better than JJ? And now it's like, bro, be careful what you wish for, because now I got my answer. And it's not a good one. No. And it is absolutely not a good one, man. And it's and it's depressing. I think Benfica got carried away, and I've, I've criticized management publicly, openly, various times. When you side with the players, this is what you open yourself up for. Right. And we're not talking about one time. This is, you know, allegedly multiple times already that the inmates are running the asylum. And when that happens, you lose all control. And it just seems like it's been, you know, difficult for whomever the head coach is, the president, to get these guys and corral them and get them all on the same page. And you look at these guys out there and it's as if they're expecting something bad to happen. You see from a body language, they're just not players that are that are into the game. It's as if, okay, we're, you know, whatever, man, look, contractually we got to do this. Me contra o calendário. Yeah. And, and it's Comprir just not calendar, a, it's not a good look. And yeah. now you have very important matches, right? Forgetting this this last uh, nightmare, let's move on because I know you're anxious to talk about uh, Ajax tomorrow. Um yeah, tomorrow, right? Yeah, tomorrow. Uh Wednesday at the start of the lose Champions League matchup, a team that Benfica should be looking at and saying, "Look, we need to mold our things and try to be a little bit like 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 Ajax." And they don't, and it's it's absolutely heartbreaking that Benfica's run like a circus rather than a legit club, a legit club that 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 should be one of the elite clubs in all of European football. But unfortunately, that's not the case. You want to give us your thoughts, your expectations, your your. No, I,
0: I, look. I, I agree with uh, what what Boris uh, w- was saying before, and they've had the comment up that, you know that. And, and you guys know that I'm not a JJ fan, right? Uh, and he says the club should have backed JJ and punished the rebels in the locker room. I I completely agree. If if there was one example of mismanagement by Rukosta of the situation, this was it. Um because unless you, you you were looking for a reason to get rid of JJ unless you were doing that you have to back your 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 coach right uh, especially when you see that there's there's bad apples in in the locker room because it, as cristiano said now you kind of open a precedent right because if, if they did this to to Lodge, now they're doing it to JJ who's next are, is I've always heard the saying no one player is ahead of the club, but it does look Plessy like that, that's the. It does look like that's the case.
2: Real quick, before you go on, Dave, do me a favor: scroll up and put up. Um, uh, scroll up, scroll up, scroll up. Uh, in the chat, put up my man. What's his name? Um, Swaffer. No, 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 no. Uh, racing, ra- raining, 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 Put up his comment, his last comment, right before Bifi American, Befique American. No, no, no! Yeah. Up, up, up! Scroll says, up. As um, uh, Benfica fans have this delusion that they'll get a European top manager. It'll. I completely agree with that, but I just wanted you to put up, and I want you to finish your point. We'll get back. We'll get back, but I just didn't want to lose that train of thought.
0: I don't know. I'm just saying that there was a there was a bad example of poor management, and it speaks to how uh over his head Rui Costa is, uh, regardless of how many locker rooms he shared, and and so on and so forth. He is a guy that right now is totally out of his depth. He can't really do anything about his hands, must be swollen of all the punches he's done, he's done on the table. And there's no there's no answer for the team. And worst yet is that nobody comes out publicly and says something about what's being done with this team, what the coaching situation is, because Right now, I think, and there's some names that popped up this this week. Obviously, um, but it's the level of inactivity by the directive and headed by Rukosh. Oh, well, maybe,
2: maybe they already know they're they're, they're that's on bro. They already know.
0: <laughs> oh, so we're getting a coach from the future, is that what you're
2: Well, we know it's not Navrissim, but uh, they already know they make these play every <laughs> Who are the names enlighten us? Because I, I mean, obviously, I missed it. Who are uh, the names
0: have been associated with you? Jardim, sorry, not Jardim. Uh, the dude from uh, that's at, Everett, that's at uh, Fulham. Uh, Mark Silva. Mark Silva.
2: He ain't leaving, bro. He's in London. And, and he's about uh, to, promoted to to the Premier League. It wasn't
0: Fonseca. Leaving. I forget who Paul it was. Fonseca? No, I don't know if it was Fonseca. It was three guys. And v- then uh, Vitor, none of them uh, was...
2: Vitor Ferreira, Pereira?
0: No, not Vitor Pereira.
2: I not... like him, though. But a lot of people don't like that guy because he's associated with Porto. But I like him. He's well, the
0: guy that you like, Luis Castro, is going to Brazil, apparently.
2: No, I like him as interim as an interim. I didn't want him as full time. But Vitor Pereira is a guy that got fired by Porto after winning the championship. So he's gotta, he's got he has got he has got something, you know, he's got what, what's it called? The grind. Yeah. He's,
1: he's
2: got he's got an axe he's to grind. Yeah, he's, he's got a machado to grind. And I think it'd be a guy to come in and in and, and in order to, to to beat a bully guys and in order to get a bully to stop messing. Trust me, I was bullied a lot. A lot. Way, way back in yeah, like no, viro, you know, patucada, it's But you know, in order to stop a bully from bullying, you gotta treat a bully like 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 you're a bully. And you might be a weak, but just the fact that you, you know, they might think you're crazy. So they'll leave you alone. And I think Victor Pereira will come in and, and, and he'll you know, he'll he'll act like that. And I think he'll he'll have plenty of you know fight back for the other guys. And I I know a lot of people don't like him because he is, you know, if his ties with Porto, but we need to get get rid of all that crap. At the end of the day, these guys are professionals.
0: We need to um we need to clean house from top to bottom.
2: Bro, I um, think Benfica needs one of those what's the show cleansings. on, on any intervention. Interventions. Benfica <laughs> needs an intervention, bro. Because uh, <laughs> because the facts are we are living in the past. And and we hate when people say the last time you you had European success, TV was black and white. And that's a fact. And we've had decent success. We made it to finals, which is, you know, obviously you'd rather make it to finals than not make it, right? But you want to win one eventually. But we need an intervention. Benfica needs to look at themselves in the mirror and realize what they are. They they got away from what was successful. We don't know. Is Benfica a feeder club? Is Benfica a club that's going to go, get you know, some of the best youngsters throughout world football and implement them into European football and then win some titles and hopefully make some money off of these guys later on. Is Benfica the type of team that's going to go spend $20, 30000000 on, on made players? What are we right now? Do we know what the identity We don't know. We, do, we don't. We do Nobody knows. The
0: only thing we know is that Benfica has lost its identity. That's the only thing that we know. Because you, you look at this team and say, what is the identity of this team? You look at Porto and Sporting, and you know exactly what their identity is, right? You look at this Benfica.
2: Yeah, but Sporting's always been the same identity. Sporting's been like that since I was a little kid, which is developed the young kids. But, bro, the thing, and again, with this intervention, people need to realize and look at themselves. We need to know what it is. At the end of the day, Sporting has that luxury year after year because they go so long without winning that look. We're not winning, but we're developing kids. And look, oh, they're having success at Real Madrid. and That's who they are, right? Benfica, the thing that bothers me about Benficistas is, is they will come on our podcast. They will talk in social media, and I'll speak and hang out with a lot of these guys, and they'll feed me the, well, we need to play the guys from Seixal. We need to develop the guys from Seixal. But yet they forget that in order to develop the guys from Seixal, you're going to go through some bumps. It ain't going to be, you know, you got the Juan Felix, you got Renato. Those are two. Even even, even Ruben D is at a difficult time at first. There's very few guys that come in. And even my boy Juan Felix, it took him six months for him to really adapt and really to him to assert him. So, you know, think about it. If Bruno Lodge doesn't take over and and, and Rui Vittorio stays on as manager, he was being loaned out to Maritimo. So it didn't take this guy, you know, it took him. He didn't come in from day one and took off. So what I tell you guys that call for youngsters to play, you're going to go through rough patches. You can't be the first mother at the stadium with your white hankies when you're not getting the results. You can't have it either way. If you're going to go that road, you got to give the club time. You have to give the coaches time. But that's not Benfica. That's not who Benfica is. That's not their identity, guys. I think it's always been a club that has the pressure of competing for that championship year after year after year. Sporting on the other hand, they could sit there and say, yeah, we lost one fourth place, but we developed kids. That's just their identity. We need to look I, at it. I don't kids. agree with that. A hundred
0: percent. I don't, I think that sporting does, uh, does focus on, on, on developing kids. But I, I, I do think that every time that they uh, field the team for the season, is with the intentions of winning.
2: See, of course, I, I mean, just, yeah, once I every just, twenty years.
0: I think that I think that, and and obviously, this is not a sporting podcast, but I think that sporting kind of a bunch of things came together for for sporting, uh, and has really helped them. Uh, obviously, Ruben Amorim being one of them. Number two uh, is the the ability to integrate the kids like he did last year without the pressure of fans in the stadium. Um, number three. Wasn't playing in Europe, given plenty of time to to work out the team every
2: single week. So and number four, which is the biggest reason, okay, you needed a a global pandemic for their freaking (laughs) plan to work.
0: Well, yeah, (laughs) it was a perfect storm. There's a lot of things. There was a lot of things that came came together that helped out Sporting. Um. So, what is the identity of Sporting dish this? And somebody mentioned this on on the on the on the chat what is Sporting's identity this season Sporting's identity is the identity of his coach a guy that's a good manager that's a good mom, motivated that belong that believes in young kids yet uh doesn't give them a lot of rope to uh to hang themselves on and is a guy that that is shown to believe in in the kids um and on top of being a good coach. So he's had success with that. And as I mentioned, and Cristiano mentioned, the global pandemic helped them because they basically played all of last season without the pressure of the fans. And for a kid, a kid that enters the stadium and there's 40,000, 50,000, 60,000 people in the stands, it's intimidating Mm -hmm. for kids to be able to to play with the confidence of their coach and not have somebody from the stands criticize them on every little bad pass that they made them because they're kids. It has allowed these kids to develop this confidence and develop their skills to the point that this season, again, Sporting has a really good team. Uh, I, I think he, they probably have a couple players that are See, that are world class players. World class, <laughs> world class. I, I would world-class. say, but our are, are top in the our top in the Portuguese league, you could say that.
1: Yeah.
2: Okay. Um, See, Masafredo, but 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 uh, to me, man, look, that's who they are, though, right? This That's their identity. They're going to have the backbone. They got Adan, who's older than, than us, in goal. They got Coatz, who's, who's, who's a veteran, been around. paulinho has been around in the port being loaned out. He's been experienced. You know what I mean? It wasn't just like, oh, is a youngster. He's going to play. Then you spent fifteen to $16 million on on Paulinho. They got Porto. They got Porro. They got Sarabia last, on loan this year, who I, I told you from the U- get-go. Ugar- I like, hey. I, you know, Ugart was this year. But I'm talking about the championship team last year, right? Those guys that, that had a key role, those are veterans sprinkled in with the youngsters that they've always had the luxury. Last year, Sporting had no pressure. No one expected Sporting to, to win the title last year. So I was like, hey, we got nothing to lose. And it worked out. But again, that's who they are. I'm not going to give them yep. extra credit. And I'm not hating on them. Look, credit to them. My point is that, that, that that's not who Benfica is. The minute you start playing four, five, six kids in this Benfica team, and then you have the same result that you just had at BESA, 2-2 two, two after being up 2-0, you're going to chew up the coach and spit him out. There is no luxury for any coach at Benfica or president to go through that because that's a process that takes three, four, five years to perfect. Benfica doesn't have that time. And this is why I'm saying Benfica Easters need to look at themselves and really, you know, Ask of themselves what it is that they want from this club. I don't want that club playing kids. That's not what I missed the Benfica, and I think that's where Benfica lost their way. I missed the Benfica where they had the veterans, like I mentioned, you know, the coats and the guys at Sporting, right? But then Benfica went out and they found the young gems, right? They found the Di Maria, they found the Nico Gaetan, they found the Enzo Paris. They stopped getting those guys. The fact is that ever since Benfica started having success with Seychelles, they stopped signing the farm, the the, 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 the young Argentinian, that's the next guy. They've shied away from that. And I think that's why Benfica hasn't had results. Because now everybody that's coming up from Seychelles has that fame or expectation that they're going to be the next Juan Felix. They're going to be the next Ruben Diaz, the next Raza, next Lindelof. And the fact is that, bro, those guys are special and it's hard to get to get players like that year after year normally you're going to get a gap 3 to 4 years before you get your next right you're not going to pump these guys up every single year and i think that's where benfica has failed is in realizing that every kid that gets called up like Gonzalo ramos i'm not saying he's not going to get there tomorrow paul bernardo i'm not saying he's not going to get there tomorrow i could tell you they're not there today and when you have these guys playing important minutes then you wonder why you're not getting the results that you're expecting. But that's for another conversation, for another day. We want to stick. I want to get back to to to, to the Ajax preview. Uh, let Dave, Dave
0: give you stats. That's in. how
2: I was going to get Dave before the stats. Y- your thoughts on tomorrow, and, and let's get a score, a score line.
0: Uh, let, let, let him give tomorrow you stats on the, the Boevi game. On the recap.
1: Oh,
2: you're see, that's why you're the host, bro.
0: <laughs> no, you're hosting.
2: Yeah,
0: You're coaching.
1: Uh, This was the first time uh, Petit-led club has uh, taken away points from Benfica in uh, league competition. Previous 12 meetings resulted in uh, 12 losses uh, for Petit, so finally uh, got one over his uh, former club. Uh, Benfica has already lost out on a possible 10 points in eight games with Nelson uh, Virismu in charge compared to seven points dropped with JJ in charge through 15 games this season. And Benfica's failed to keep a clean sheet in their last six games with uh, Vitor Smu in charge, and they've only kept a total of two out of his uh, ten games uh, that he's been in charge.
2: Not much to say about that. Not good, Alfredo. Alfredo, you're, you're a little dejected today. Are you, like, just... Taking a back seat because you're not hosting, or just because you're really no, I'm, I'm, um, I'm allowing
0: you to um <laughs> to, to go to go with it. Um, I I don't think that's there's much else that we could say about this Benfica without uh getting the blood pressure going and and getting upset. And I I think that when you're amongst friends like I am with Cristiano and, and Dave and all the freddies in the chats, um. I think it's not worth uh, getting your blood pressure and and your stress levels to um to a level where you're you're just upset. Um but we can't help it though. We can't we can't help it but I I think that there's there's a lot of things that you know we kind of need to to look in in retrospect and and see that there's there's more important things in in life and in friendship especially bifigisha friendships that you could share and cherish and and find comfort in and i think that this is probably one of those moments where i know that there's a lot of guys that are suffering just like just like us us three um and it's and it's hard because you kind of you want to offer some words of of solace and and comfort and but it's just it's it's difficult it's difficult to um to watch this team play and and not feel that you don't identify with this team and you're just, I don't know, it's its hard. You're just upset and unexcited and, and you wish, you know, the season was over already. Uh, and week after week, you continue to get up in the morning and, and think about today, Benfica will plays, and uh, you're kind of looking forward to the game and then you're just, you're, you're slapped in the face. You're slapped in the face with these performances Um and it, and it's it, it's very upsetting. It's it's upsetting um and it's frustrating and it's demoralizing. Um but that's that's what we have this um this season. I'm not gonna stop being more of a Benfic Eastern than what I am, just like everyone else. But it's just it's just extremely frustrating to uh to watch this team and to seeing um the inactivity. Or the passiveness uh, from from the top, from the people that are running this club, uh, from the leaders of this club. It's it's hard. It's it's really hard because it almost feels like the fans are the club and the people that are inside. There there's no in, emotional investment in it. There's nothing in it for them but a paycheck. And it, it, I, I probably hundred percent of us would give our left nut to have the opportunity to defend this this jersey and to defend the club's colors and to uh defend the club's values and and morals that we grew up with uh and that, and then you see guys that are just dragging themselves on a the field that don't even deserve um to wear the jersey that they wear and it's it's frustrating it's frustrating for me and it's frustrating for a lot of you guys and um we just, we just, we just got to go along with the with the tide, and hopefully, a piece of wood will will come along, and we're able to hold on to it and make it to shore by the end of the season, and um, have a reset somehow.
2: Can I give you a hug, bro?
0: No.
2: <laughs> you seem like you need a hug.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Listen, give me a hug. Oh,
1: Jeez. Like uh, Shiku was saying, right. Rikasa right. must be rubbing off on uh, on you guys. So you guys are in the hugging spirit. <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> Listen. <sighs> with the MLH, uh, MLS season upon Hey, us, MLS is coming. With the MLS season upon us, I've often said, you know, I'm going to give this shit up and watch my Red Bulls, but then I keep going back. Now, it might have <laughs> feet, it might have it's my first love. And I just can't tune away from this shit. We know it's a car wreck, but each week, we come back and we know things are going to get better. We don't know when, but that's what's fun about it. It's, well, none of it is fun right now, but it'll be fun again once we start winning and we start, you know, turning these these results into positive ones and we start enjoying these things. So, uh, mm-hmm. Alfredo, better days are ahead of, ahead of us and, and hopefully sooner rather than later. And I think tomorrow is going to be a good day. I don't think it's going to be as bad as you're all predicting. I think Ajax is clearly. You know, today a better team than Benfica is. I don't think anyone could deny that. But at the same time, I don't think that there's powerhouse that everyone is making them out to be. They're slapping 9 nine zero in those leagues. I mean, come on, I, I, I don't think they um, do that in the same. They're, in a they're smacking
1: 9 nine zero, and we're we're tying the the <laughs> in our league. a so.
2: well, good point, Dave. And here's the, here's I, I believe our week our. our our league is stronger, Dave. Don't even don't don't think for a second that the Portuguese um, league is not overall top to bottom stronger than the Eredivisie.
0: Yeah. The well, it? here's the thing. One thing is to to slap Mankush and the other thing is to uh play in a manner that the team plays with there's guys know where to go, guys know where to move, players are making the right runs, passes are going into the right lanes. One thing is that and the other thing is is watching Bifica play that there's a a complete disaster. And this, the second half of Guns Boavista is like a, a car crash in, in slow motion where you know, what's going to happen. You know, the impact, you know, the, uh, the consequence of, of the whole thing. And you already know how the movie is going to end. But uh, I, I think that Ajax in terms of um, a team that they are, uh, and you're right. I wouldn't put them in the same category as PSG or, or Real Madrid or, or Bayern, I wouldn't put them in that category, but I think they're extremely well coached. I think that they have uh, players that that fit um, that team well. And I think that they're performing because of that. It's not that their fault that the league is is weak. Uh, but every time they're in Europe, they have a good showing. I don't anticipate um I don't anticipate a win by Benfica tomorrow, to be honest with you.
2: I, I don't look, I'm not saying Benfica's gonna win, but I don't think it's, they're gonna get slapped around like you guys are predicting either. I don't think it's gonna be no four, right, no I'm three, right. no four. If nothing. They get slapped around by Boavista. Yeah, but but again, tomorrow's Champions League, I like to think that these guys have some blood in them and that they're gonna show up to play at the style of the lose. I think the fans will show up. We know it's a European the fans league. will show up we know the fans will show up and we like to think that these guys have you know some blood in them have a heartbeat, and that they want to represent themselves well in the biggest stage of european football
0: yeah i think vertongen was in the in the press conference today and he was saying that
2: um ajax that he, he,
0: he doesn't need to uh he doesn't need to say anything or, or nobody needs to say anything to motivate these players because if if you don't go, get motivated to play in the champions league then you shouldn't be a, a professional footballer so we'll, we'll see you tomorrow We'll we'll see who's motivated and see who's who's up for the game, um, but right now you know I I have a saying that I live uh, my life with Hola. is uh, I got the notepad. E- expect nothing and you won't be disappointed. So that's what I'm going in for tomorrow. I'll, I'm expecting nothing from that game, uh, so hopefully I won't be disappointed. Prediction? I'm gonna say um, I'm gonna say three nothing Ajax.
1: Dave, your thoughts and then prediction. Uh, Yeah, I'm not feeling uh, confident on this. I know everyone in the chat and you might have shared those uh, sentiments as well that the team doesn't need any extra motivation to get uh, hyped up for a Champions League match. But so far, I haven't seen any uh, any ounces of uh, motivation from uh, this team. So I uh, don't expect uh, any difference. Uh, Tomorrow night, uh, I'm going 3-1 for Ajax.
2: Well, I guess I have to be the one to spoil your party here. I got to be the positive one with with lots of pleasure. I think Benfica is going to show up to play tomorrow. I don't think Ajax is is, is, is as good as everyone's making them out to be. Um, I think they're a good team, but they're not this this dominant world power that everyone's making them out to be. I think Benfica will hang them. You know, we'll hand them. Yeah, will hand hang in there. I should say not hand. Benfica will hang in there, and I think they're going to make things interesting. I'm going to call for a two-two draw. Tomorrow. And now, due to the fact that there's no more away goals, that shit don't count. It's <laughs> it's a good score to take to take back into uh your Cruyff arena. I, I, I think Benfica will show up. I think, you know, Spartan with their backups were able to score two on that vaunted defense of theirs. And I think Benfica will show up. I think Benfica will, will do a good job tomorrow. I, as I said before, it just... As a guy that that used to kick the ball around once in a while, I like to think that they have some of that blood. Them juices are running inside these guys and that they want to show up and and represent themselves well. And and tomorrow the lights will be shining bright. And so, uh, you know, some positive thinking here, guys.
0: Yeah, they've had a good stat here. And regardless of what you think of the Dutch league, the Eredivisie. Um, 10 match winning streak across all competitions with a scoreline of 39 goals, um, scored and one against. Uh, last loss came in December 12 against uh, Alkmaar to one defeat at home. Um, you know. I don't know. It's just the team that's playing well, regardless of the level of talent.
2: Look, they are going through some controversy. Has. One of the directors, Mark Overmars, former Barcelona and, and Arsenal player, um, had to step down because of some sending some nudes, apparently, some some sexual explicit stuff. One of their assistant coaches also was involved and in they got accused by somebody. I think he's had to step down this week. So they have some turmoil. I don't know how much of that is really going to affect the players on the field because, as we know, players normally like to tune that stuff you know, they turn that off and they don't really pay much attention to it. Um, I think things will be interesting. It's gonna be a very tough game, but I think Benfica, um they they I I think they could pull off a shock at start time to lose in terms of of a positive score. Um i I don't think it's that big of a gap as everyone's making it out to be. I think Benfica, when they're playing well and they're on the counter, they could catch player, they could catch the opposition napping. I think Darwin will be looking to show all the European sharks of his qualities. I think he's going to come to play. Rafa, hopefully, will show up to play. Adel drop if he's in there pulling the strings and make things very interesting. On the other hand, they do have some quality players that could absolutely make a difference on the other side. But again, man, the ball redonda. We shall see what happens. You think Tarap plays tomorrow? According to the newspapers, he's untouchable.
0: Untouchable. <laughs>
2: he's untouchable, baby.
0: I'll be surprised if Tarap plays tomorrow. But, record is already... When Rekord says untouchable, is untouchable. Rekord has the inside track on who's starting. And well, who's why
2: would not. you be surprised? Off of his game, where he had a really good game over the, on, on Friday.
0: I think week, you're, you're going to need a more consistent, defensively consistent game in the midfield. Yeah, but got to that's, that's my logic behind it.
2: But but you understand if you don't score, you can't win a game, and you need somebody to get the ball over the the midfield line as well. I mean, I uh, that, I understand it, that. You know what I mean? Like people, everybody worries about not conceding, and it's today's soccer. We're not conceding, not conceding. What about scoring? In order to win you got to score goals. And if you got a who in there that 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 doesn't do anything but complete 5-yard passes, at the end of the day, okay, you're not conceding but you're not scoring as well. I just think y'all I, after the performance that he had over the weekend, I think he deserves an opportunity in a game like this. You know, as another guy that's going to be motivated. He hasn't, you know, uh, he's been on the back in the back of the room hiding over the, the, this, throughout the season. He hasn't exactly gotten the minutes he thinks he deserves. Who's that? Dropped and he's gonna have an opportunity tomorrow. Hopefully, to show his buddies in England and throughout (laughs) world football that look, I'm here, I'm still alive, baby. I know you guys have been wondering where the hell I've been, but I'm still here, I'm still a presence. At least for this one game, maybe makes a difference. I I like to keep things positive tomorrow, so I'm saying 2 2. We shall see what happens. I know 2 2? Yeah, I said 2 2. 2 2. I think, think it'll be interesting. I think it'll, I think it'll be a fun game. Yeah,
0: I'm going to write that down. 2-3-1. Uh, so Dave has 3-1. Dave one. has 3-1. I have 3 Nothing.
2: Oh, three. Nothing. Yeah, <laughs> but
0: 2-9. No, when you look at the amount of goals that uh, Ajax has is, is allowed, uh, I don't know if Bifika has the firepower to score one. I, I don't know, man. <laughs> like I said, expect nothing. You won't be disappointed. Did That's sport, how I'm going into this four,
2: game. 4-2 of them with, like, their kids, their backups, all their kids.
0: They did four two. They also
1: got spanked five nothing two and four two one five one. The they...
0: the score was four nothing I think and Sporting scored two goals. Okay, after who cares? They took did they the not score foot off the off
2: the gas? They scored. Benfica is going to score tomorrow. It's going to be one of those seventies games. Griez against Jose. You, you, know, gotta.
0: <laughs> I'm glad you have a uh, such a positive outlook because uh, I'm going to talk to you after the game tomorrow. See how you feel. Maybe I'll record that conversation.
2: That's that's for our Patreon channel.
0: Yeah, let's let's record that conversation. Like you and I have interesting conversations, especially yeah, after know. the game. No, 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 no. Can't Vom, the
2: All right, well, let's hope we keep things positive. Let's hope Enfica shows up. Moving on to this what do we play? Saturday, Sunday? When's the game, Dave? I don't even mm-hmm. know. Months, probably how, probably Monday. That goes to show you how how like uh, there's Sunday or Monday.
1: How, um twenty seventh is Sunday. I'm looking Sunday.
2: forward to these Benfica league games. Benfica going up against Guimarães at home, I'm assuming, correct? At home. Guimarães has not been on a good streak of late. Neither has Benfica. So it'll be two teams on bad form to make things interesting at the start of the
0: Luz. Dave, para Stats. Stats, Dave.
1: Guimarães are currently in uh, six with 30 points from eight wins, six draws, nine defeats. Their last five games, two wins against Braga and Estoril. Three defeats against uh, Aruca, Bisad, and uh, Vizela. Last time uh, Guimarães uh, beaten Benfica was the TASA Portugal final in uh, May 2013. Going 19 wins, uh, five draws uh, during that spell Benfica has against Guimarães. This season, Benfica's uh, won against guimaraes three one, and also drawn three three for the uh, in the Tasa de Liga match. Well,
2: be another interesting <laughs> one of the start of the lose. We'll see what uh, Nelson Valdez and company have in store for us.
0: Yeah, Pippa saw uh, white handkerchiefs these past uh, this past game. Um, not doing too well. Sold Edwards to Sporting. Um, I don't think he had a choice. I don't think it was his say. Well, he has to say, but still, I mean, he's a guy that if he's with them, he's another weapon that they have. And right now they don't have uh, they don't have many weapons. They're struggling. Um, last two games, two losses, not doing that well. Benfica is not doing that well,
2: it was it will be the the battle of the monks. Didn't Benfica? We lost it on the last time we played him, right? No, 3-3. 3-3. Oh, 3 okay okay
0: that was another game where Vitoria Guimarães we were up three <laughs> one thought they could have won that game
2: yeah we were up three one and <laughs> yes, all of a we sudden were. we were lucky to hang on for the three three scoreline so
0: yeah we were and we needed to um to to score next amount of game uh, next amount of goals in order to go past because we were tied with Guimarães um in the in the in the group stages of the Tasa de Liga if you guys recall if you recall that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we tied them and then. Oh no, we tied them and then we had to beat Kouvelien, yeah right? I mean, I mean, I mean, by two a, 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 a two. bunch of goals—two
2: yeah. like goals or more—that's what it was.
0: But yeah, but, I mean, and we did and we did. Yeah, but did did we really need to tie a, game, a game after being up three one? And I can tell you, three one is oh, well, not the most dangerous uh, score
2: line. To answer your question. I right now we don't need to tie anyone or lose to anyone. No, we don't need any of that. No, no, <laughs> 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 to be more of that right. But nonetheless, listen. Thank you, Freddies. On behalf of Dave, on behalf of Capitan Fred, because know, I'll say you guys don't want to praise me, but I, I thought I did a hell of a job. You did a good job. <laughs> you did good, Cristiano. You hope, did good. Hopefully hope you guys save this, because it's not going to happen again. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Um, but I think if you guys don't have anything else to say, we're going to wrap it up here. We're going to go light our candles, say our pinosas Ave Marias, and hope that things go well tomorrow to tie the loose. Yep. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, with yep. that in mind. If the uh Freddys have anything else for us to uh talk about, because I'm sure there's gonna be more losses coming our way here. So try
2: to keep it under an hour. <laughs> you <laughs> almost you, made girls. it. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Um yeah, it's one of those as I mentioned, you go into the games with these uh expectations only to be uh let down. It's like you you go on a date. That hot girl.
2: Prepare for the best. What is prepare for the worst? Hope for the best. Ex- <laughs> yeah. But uh, well, appreciate it. Tune in next week. Check us out on Twitter. Check us out on iTunes. No, iTunes. Yeah, iTunes. <laughs> iTunes. <laughs> Check us out on Instagram, uh, all that good stuff. Subscribe, like us, compliment me all day. Pray, I mean, criticize these guys, compliment me. That's how it goes. Uh, it's been another fun hour talking about Benfica. I don't know how much fun it was for Alfredo, but it was a lot of fun for me. Um, So thank you guys very much and uh, stay tuned. Check you guys out next week.